This part of the podcast is brought to you by Westman Creative. Thank you, Lisa, for your continuous support in all matters artwork related for us by the giant. You are number one. Hashtag podcast cover art amazingness. I don't think that hashtag exists, but you know. Let's talk about Christmas. Christmas today is December the 10th. Christmas is going to be in a little bit then just about two weeks. Are you ready? Did you get everything you needed to already? Are you still shopping around locally? Are you getting it done last minute? Are you that kind of person? Whoever you are and whatever you do, it's okay. And one of the things that as a Christmas tradition are Christmas cards. Now, Lisa has hand-drawn six different sceneries in Thunder Bay that are all local. And they have been printed here locally. And this is a set of six you can get. Or you can buy them individually. The holiday cards, the Christmas cards. Now, this set is consistent out of Christmas at Conagall Square. Christmas at Cam River Park, Baldy Ski Trip, that's Mount Baldy, and then we also have the Snowy Giant. We have shopping at Bay and Algoma District, the winter at the Marina, which is happened to be also on the wall I cover. Yes, thank you, Lisa. Congratulations, Lisa. Right there on the cover. Your Christmas card design made it. Mm, yes. So, you can buy them individually or you can buy the six-pack. Six-pack is quietly a better deal. And you can go and check that out at westermancreative.com. There is a shop. And if you like them and if you want to give some special local Christmas cards, you can do that. There's still time left. And now, please enjoy episode 91. Thank you, Lisa. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Howdy. Howdy, sir. I'm from Texas. Yeah. Well, Boca Chica, right? You know what happened there? No idea what you're talking about. What? Wow. And there's Angela. Logan, Angela, Angela, Logan. Hi. Hi, Angela. That's always good to meet digital, right? Like in somewhere in this yeah. room. We're like, hey, <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> This is where we are today. Angela, thank you so much for joining. And let me do the introductions really quick here. So this is Us by the Giant, episode 91. Welcome, Angela Benedict. And you are Bouquets by Angela. Ah, this feels always good. Angela, how are you doing today? I'm getting a lot of crackling. Okay. Ooh, is it better now? <laughs> Maybe not. Can you hear us? Yeah, there we go. Okay. 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 Good. Yeah, sometimes um, just leave the app open 
Um, yep. if, and then I don't know if I told you that when we did the sound check. Maybe not. No, um, I did leave it open, but yeah, the same thing when we did the sound check though. The first minute or so was really crackly, and then one mm. it sorted itself out. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, everybody's on the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person. Yeah. Yeah. I've. I feel like my signal always drops once in a while throughout the day, and I'm just so used to it now. There's there's nothing you can do about it, right, Logan? No. no. Mm. Nothing. nothing. Do you think about all the uh, the rural or remote communities that are trying to get through all this COVID stuff with yeah, or internet? My goodness. I think that you are onto something there. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your beautiful business, Angela. You are specializing in custom ribbon and fabric bouquets, centerpieces, and painted glassware. Yeah. That's kind amazing. Of, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a mismatch of a bunch of different things, honestly. Um, but yeah, definitely the uh, ribbon and fabric flowers and the glassware and paintings are my focus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you cut out a little bit for me now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so the one thing I heard was the glassware is your focus. That's that's all I heard. Yeah. So the, the glassware is kind of my artist focus, but I also do the... Uh, ribbon and fabric flower bouquets centerpieces for weddings special occasions ah, that's beautiful okay so um your name right bouquets by angela yeah. now the history of bouquets are you aware of how that all started is that that's very traditional isn't it uh like if i have to look this up uh, if i type in bouquets or <laughs> about the historical significance of bouquets. I mean, yeah, they've been around for forever. Yes. And that's like, um, that's an art form, right? Yes. You have to know what color or what flower or however you combine it and what you combine all fits together. Yeah. Like you get into certain situations and certain flowers have certain Mm -hmm. things or, uh, different color combinations. Mm. There, you can just make a bouquet, or you can definitely put a lot of meaning. Okay, how did you how did you come come across this um, desire to do this? Like, did, how did this all start? Uh, I got engaged. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, COVID has uh, kind of set our wedding dates a little bit spirally, but that's all right. But um, I kind of wanted something more unique for my wedding. So my partner and I went with a 1920s Hollywood glam theme. Oh, cool. And I kind of wasn't really wanting to do a traditional real flower bouquet. I was kind of looking for something that would, I'd be able to hang on for years to come and have like a little additional memento of the day. So I discovered uh, ribbon and fabric flowers online, but 
with my specific vision, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get someone to make this for me. So I just decided to pick up some ribbon and practice. And I've posted a couple of them online. And then other people were just saying, wow, this is really cool. Can you make me one? Oh, yeah. Through from there. That's crazy. You just started doing it just out of nowhere? Yeah, I've always kind of been very good at crafting and kind of tactile Wow. Crafting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I have huge respect for that. I think that's amazing. It's almost like when you have a problem in the household, not to compare this, but like this is how I understand it. And then you need to fix something. You 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 learn how to do it yourself in the way. Yeah. You get you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why 1920 uh, wedding theme? Is this, is, why, what was so special about this time for you? Well, it was 2020, so it was like, oh, 1920s, 2020. I also really like um, the look. So, like, the big hair, pencil dresses, poofy dress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's dressed super fancy all the time. Mm -hmm. how, how did they do it? Did they never spill coffee or tomato sauce? I think <laughs> did, but it's like, it's like Instagram, right? You only show the good stuff. So it's yeah. the mm. good stuff. Yeah, you hide the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's how it got started. And this so is this more recent then? I'd say I started in twenty eighteen, actually. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. Like as far as the bouquets go, anyways. Um I've been drawing since I was a kid. Ah, Okay. So would you draw a bouquet first or you just you assemble it without a drawing? I usually start with just making as many different flowers that I think I'll need for the bouquet. And mm. as I go. So I often with a lot of extras at the end, but it's like, well, I've got these made for the next time I make a bouquet. Okay. And what kind of material would you use in? Uh, if it's a ribbon, it's usually a satin. So I have so many different kinds, whether it's um, just a straight one-tone ribbon or if it's going to be uh, with patterns. As soon as you get into the pattern stuff, it really creates some dimension. I don't like to make bouquets that are just one solid color because it mm. gets lost and becomes kind of just this one colored shape. Whereas if you get more in there, different textures, it really breaks it up and makes it more interesting to the eye. Uh, that's a good point. Because sometimes it's like, I want just like red or just white, right? Yeah. And even if you just want specifically want red, there's so many shades of red you can get. Or mm -hmm. Even in whites, like um, if I want to do an all white bouquet, I can do that. I'll use usually a satin ribbon kind of a lace ribbon as well as chiffon and just using those textures as enough. Okay. What is a chiffon? Um, are you familiar with fabrics? It's kind of like an organ organza. Okay. No, I'm not hundred percent familiar, <laughs> but I was, I'm fascinated by yeah. new words and it's like that. I don't know that word. Yeah. It's like a shimmery sheer fabric. Okay. Logan is laughing in the background, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm I, pretty I sure no he, knows. he knows. He I knows. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as lost as you are on this one. So. Yeah, but it's like there's, oh, 
there's a whole other world out there that I don't know about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so mm, with the different colors, then you create also like shades. Is that possible then? Because if that somebody says, "Oh, I'm still stuck on this like one color only," but you said you can combine different kind of reds, and would you aim for like? texture that supplements the um 3d perspective yeah so anytime i'm working with a client um we'll get their basic theme their colors and just kind of have more of a conversation to start and then from there i'll go ahead and make um some samples and then we can go from there oh i want less of this i want more of this so Usually, if someone would want, uh, if someone wants just one color, I'll make a bouquet strictly with just using one color, and then also make a second one that kind of mixes a couple of different shades of that color. And mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't had someone pick just one solid color. <laughs> yes, yeah, I understand. There's one here, for example. You, I just picked a random one that like stands out to me. Maybe that's my taste. There's this glamorous purple ribbon bouquet, and it's like it's almost like you have the bigger, um, would you say flower then? The bigger flower in the middle, and then just like it's almost looks like a spiral turning around the way you assembled it. Yep, yeah, it's from January the 17th in 2019, mm -hmm. and um, I'm absolutely amazed by this. I, I, you know, for a second, I thought. It's always just real flowers. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you you can just build them like this. Yep. So these are all just made out of ribbon. Um, each ribbon takes a, or each flower takes about ten to fifteen minutes to make. I sew it yeah. and Ooh. ribbon. So this... I gotta say, I was I was thrown off too. I thought they were real until mm. <laughs> looking at your FAQ there. <laughs> That must be a pretty heavy-duty sewing machine, then, right? Actually, it's hand sewn because you with the length of. I'm gonna try to explain the process, but obviously easier if you have a visual. But the mm. flat ribbon, so it's kind of like twisting and stitching it, and then you just keep coiling it while twisting and turning, and just to get the pedal effect. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it was a lot of trial and error. I look back at some of my earlier flowers and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, starts from somewhere, oh, yeah, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. mm, we have that too. It's episode mm -hmm. one. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, Michael is very very critical of that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not to speak about episode two, but whatever. No. Um, so, how does it stay all together then? Yeah, so it's all sewn. So these, like, once the flower is made and tied off, you can sew it in the washing machine and it won't unravel. Really? Yep. Wow. But if you would, like, I've learned throughout my years that certain things can't go into a dryer. Oh, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't put these in the dryer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because they would just fall, not fall apart, but maybe they would shrink, right? Then suddenly you have a smaller one. Yeah. The thing with the, like the satin, it satin is essentially um, kind of a plastic. Mm. Yeah, it's not like silk. It's not a. It's not an organic material, which yeah. also lends good for me if I need to, to melt something. Then the fabric will actually melt and 
yourself mm. rather than uh, just burn away. So you think send that through the dryer, it's really hot, you might end up getting something that comes out a little bit mis misformed. Yeah, why would you have to heat up something? Is it because you get the texture, like the curving? Uh, not for the ribbon. If I'm making it out of flowers, I use um, layers of circles. So I'll cut various sizes of circles out of a, a length of fabric. And then I'll usually use a candle and I'll melt the edges so you kind of get it curvy and flowy. And mm -hmm. each layer gets stacked and stitched together and that creates kind of like a carnation or peony. Wow. So it's really like each flower is a one of a kind, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you have, do you need very strong hands or fingers for mm. the stitching? No, um, depending on how much fabric you're going through. Like I have uh, a leather thimble I use. Okay. Or pliers. <laughs> Just uh, sometimes you need a little help pulling the needle through all the, however many layers of ribbon you're trying to pull through. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, definitely, uh, if I didn't have the pliers, there's some... I can't do this. I hurt my <laughs> mm. Yeah, and then, then with that work, you, sometimes you have to be very careful too, right? Yes. Mm. There, do you wear, like, I, I don't know, but I, I think I talked to somebody about embroidery, and they sometimes you can wear protective, um, uh, is it, I, don't, I don't think it's a glove, but some kind of area that covers your fingers or something. Okay. But you, if do you do that, or is it just like if it goes through too quick, that's it? <laughs> it's I don't use the sewing machine, so I have a lot more control. Yeah. Okay. Ah. I mean, I've poked myself several times, but it's all comes with the territory of working with a needle. Yes. Right. Yeah, because like I find like. I would almost think a sewing machine would be safer. It would, but I wouldn't have the control of shaping the ribbon into the form I want. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I gotcha. Yeah, and plus you can always tell if it's made by hand, right? Because you wouldn't get all the details. Yeah. Wow. And then is it, what is in the middle? Is it like a big styrofoam ball? Yeah, so I use floral foam for the base. Aha. Uh -huh. What is that? Um, it's it's foam. <laughs> it's basically um, mm. a softer foam. It's not. It's uh, if you poke something into it, it really holds it rather than the usual styrofoam. Where if you poke it, it kind of explodes. Okay. Yeah, you, it sounds so fancy if you say I, I use floral yeah. foam. <laughs> it's like wow, I need yeah. this. I need that. Ah. And then the another piece here you have, it's um, a hair comb. Yep. Yeah, I also do matching accessories if uh, people want. Wow. And then the, the metal work with the uh, pearls on it, is that you too? Yeah. Also by hand? Yeah. Wow. That, that takes a lot of time, eh? Yeah, if I, if, um, I'll usually try to find items. So I'll hit up, uh, like the costume jewelry stores and I'll take apart, um, 
necklaces or bracelets or whatever but sometimes you can't quite find something that's going to match your vision so sometimes you do have to make it like mm-hmm. yeah then it's almost you offered the complete package right yeah it's amazing and then i see you also participate in the wedding shows not of course not this year but i mean in the years prior yeah uh probably at least two years now i've been attending the wedding shows Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are big, eh? Yeah, they're a lot of fun because because ribbon flowers are so new. Like, I don't think anyone in Thunder Bay does them. People mm. are like, they come up to me and like, "What is this?" <laughs> it's like I, have <laughs> and yeah, same thing. Like people look at them and it's like, "Wow, it looks real." It's like, no, it's ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, do you do you think you got? I know you said the first time you you know you learned and everything, but like the perfection that shows in your work is absolutely stunning. Oh, thank you. And it's the and you said it's been a couple of years, but I mean you have come really far along in what you produce, right? Yeah. Well, one of these things where I can sit and watch TV, I'll make like ten flowers. Okay, so it's almost like you don't have to look at it anymore. Oh yeah, I still have to look at it because sometimes uh, you might roll it too tight, and then rather than something that looks like a petal, you just have like a coil of ribbon, and you're like, that looks like nothing. <laughs> yeah, okay, that happens. And what yeah, you can just kind of sit there and turn your brain off, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. Ah, what about the cats? Are they giving you trouble? They used to. Um. Oh, yeah, they still do. Um, <laughs> I usually have a cardboard box with all the flowers I'm making. My girl mm. cat tends to try to sit in the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. Yep. Yeah. Love her. <laughs> I didn't know about this till we uh, we played uh, Dungeon and Dragons at a friend's house. And I, I brought a box along for all the audio equipment. <laughs> And then the cat was just sitting in the box, and I was like, "What is going on here?" Yep. And then Logan said, "Didn't you know this, Michael?" And I said, "No, Logan." <laughs> yeah, cats love boxes. <laughs> Why is that? I think I don't know. It's like they have a sense of security by being surrounded like that. That could be even um, yep. even tigers do it too. So yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so there is a lot of um, indigenous influence in your work, right? On glassware and on paintings. Yeah, I'm from Shishiguaning First Nation. Beautiful. I really admire your work. It's absolutely stunning. I've, I'm looking. I'm looking at the one with the um, with the boards, the sleeping giant, and this, I think it's like four boards that are together. Yeah, that was a special request from a coworker. Wow. Yeah, a lot of I find a lot of what I do is experimentation. Like people ask, "Can you do this?" and I'm like, "Maybe." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can always try. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it works out. Okay, and then the traditional art is that something um, that you you learned over time, or is it just like within you? Uh, how does that work? Uh, with Mine, it was very self-taught. Um, like I took art in elementary school and 
in uh, grade 10 and grade 12 in high school, but it wasn't anything that I really pursued. My art teacher, I went to school for um, outdoor education. Yeah. Why don't you go for art? And my thinking was, well, I can paint anytime. <laughs> mm, okay. I see what you mean. But yeah, so it was um, my uncle actually, there was uh, there was an art gallery on Island Island. So that's where Shishwani is. And I saw this painting and I wanted to buy it. And my uncle just looks at me and said, you know what? You can a painting yourself. And I pouted because I really wanted painting i think i was maybe 11 years old and yeah and took his advice and was like all right i'll make my own fine it's <laughs> <laughs> good so that's a very early start to do it i do it my own <laughs> i love that how does it work on the glass is it also allow me to say this because i don't know right is this also hand-drawn then on it, or how is that? Yeah, so I use a multi-surface acrylic. So after it cures, I cure it again in the oven. So it's actually top rack dishwasher safe. Okay. But of hmm. my designs, I draw everything on tissue paper. Uh, I draw it in my sketchbook, and then I'll take a picture of it, and then I'll put it on the computer. <laughs> There's a long process. Put it on the computer, change mm -hmm. the size of it. And then I'll kind of trace that design out on the tissue paper. And that gives me a stencil. So if ever I need to recreate something, I have it on this piece of tissue paper that then goes inside the glass with some cotton. And then I paint the outside of the glass using that stencil as a guide. Okay. Wow. I'm looking at the one here you did. It's actually a little video. And... Um... It's, you say it's finished my most elaborate glass to date, and it's the fish hunting the other oh, fish. Yeah, that one was crazy. Yeah, it's like, it's so good. I will put, I will share it as a story in Ask by the Giant, and people can see what we're talking <laughs> sure. about. Because I'm, I'm very fascinated by the art <laughs> style and the, the t tradition behind that one, especially too. Not, did you did you grow up learning all um learning all this knowledge within your family um growing up with stories so some of them are legends some of them are just stories my grandma would tell um i don't think any of my has specific legends attached to them but um a lot of them are personal stories like uh well, the, the fish Yes. that mm -hmm. was just um, a friend of mine wanted a walleye. And I said, okay, I can do a walleye. And then it kind of, I was just going to do something simple, but then it kind of grew into this more elaborate design. So sometimes it's a matter of just sitting and thinking and looking. Like I do a lot of planning in my head before I actually even put like paint to canvas or paint to glass. Yeah, because would you be able to remove it again? Yeah. From the glass, like when you say, oh, this didn't turn out the way I wanted it to be? Yeah, so before I cure it, it's done in the oven. <laughs> but say I'm halfway through painting it and I'm not liking how it's going, and can't really remove like one color. I would 
pretty much rubbing alcohol and just wipe the whole glass over. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. But yeah. Then you have then you have a little bit of a flexibility. Yeah. And as far as the the First Nations art style goes, um, I wouldn't necessarily. My style is strictly uh, woodland. It's more a mixture because when you look at the traditional woodland art style, it's very dimensional. Um, not necessarily things in the mid ground foreground. It's very much. It's it's flat. It's beautiful, and the stories that set are amazing. But I I like the aspect to it, like simple shapes, simple um, simple line, mm-hmm. not simple. <laughs> yeah, I'm grabbing it over really well, but yeah, just just the look of it with the block colors, the the black outlining. But I still like the the perspective of different in like the foreground and the background um, trying to get more realistic but stylized figures yes that's beautiful you I like that perspective very much there's another one you did with the with the bear and um, how do I yeah. the, the, it's, you have it in explanation marks it's not explanation marks you have the word the traditional, your language, it says, I can't pronounce it correctly, so I will not <laughs> attempt. But you have behind it, you say friend. So how would I pronounce this correctly then in your language? Uh, so with Ojibwe, um, there's different dialects depending on where you are. It's not just one word. So up here, it's Nichi. But back home, it's Niji. Wow. Interesting. Well, very interesting. close, yeah. Yeah, very but interesting. different. Up mm-hmm. here, it's more of a ch, huh. and back home, it's more of a, a j. Ni. So it's very yes. regional. Yeah. We, we have, like, regional slangs, too, in Germany. There's, like, a, the northern German is a little bit different than the, the Bavarian, especially. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I could barely understand Bavarian, it's such a bit, huge mm-hmm. slang. Um, <laughs> below it says the four colors, red, white, black, and yellow. Yeah. Now, what's the story behind that? So, again, it's, um, there's regional differences. So, four is kind of, um, it's a common reoccurring number like there's the four directions there's the four well the four colors there's the four medicines it it just comes up a lot but the four colors refers to uh i suppose it's like the the four races obviously there's more in the world than four but like the general categories yes Ah, okay. So it's yes. all of us. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, so I that's like why that. I specifically used um, shades of red, black, white, and yellow. And then I turquoise mm-hmm. in there for the spirit. Wow. How does how does this come to you? Did, did, did you draw this one first? 
Like this is very, very inspirational. Yeah, it did start off as a drawing. Um, actually, when I was, I was recovering from heart surgery when this was finished. Wow. Yeah, so I had a lot of time on my hands while I was recovering. Yes. I, <laughs> yeah, so I drew out a grid on my canvas. So I painted the canvas completely black first. Then I drew out a grid just ah. so I could try to keep things as um, symmetrical as possible. And there's actually, um, an, I think he's in the Northwest Territories. His name is Robbie Craig. He's a very talented individual. Um, okay. Not First Nations as far as I know, but his style is very stylized. I wouldn't say he imitates um, the woodland style, but there's still the the bold bold colors um, lines. He doesn't do any blending. It's it's beautiful. His but he mm -hmm. has a, a polar bear that he did. So I followed along the the basic shape of his polar bear, but I did dots and then the, the story behind yes. it. Yes. Uh, so work. I like yes I like the dots that's yeah, very cool I thought it, I thought it was like pieces of fabric like wrapped around or something yeah, yeah, it neat. was made by yeah various dots so you use the butt of my paintbrush so dipping nice. the paint dotting it wiping off the end because if you keep just dip repeat dipping it you're going to end up having a build up of paint on the progressively bigger oh uh, yeah yeah uh, allow me to ask this and um, uh, the bear what does it stand for so again um within each culture within each lack of a better the boy cree their clan systems so okay. The clan is like your family, not necessarily your last name, but it was kind of a guide on where you fit in the community. So those, the bear clan, yes. um, are viewed as protectors. Sorry, I did. I, for me, it's something. I heard some scratching. <laughs> but yeah, so the. The bear is like a protector, has a lot to do with medicine. Okay. And yeah, it's It's going to be different um, beliefs on, or different teachings on the bear, depending on where you are. But back home, I grew up with. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's the whole uh, okay. pan-Indianism. It's like one thing that one area believes is like, everybody believes in it or everyone practices it it's like totem poles totem poles are a toast they're they're not not everyone does totem poles i got you mm, okay thank you for explaining that i really appreciate this yeah and if ever you're like out and about and you have questions about culture like say you go you once we can start gathering again you go to a powwow and you have questions are more than happy to mm explain something or provide more information 
Yeah, I actually do. I think it. So I find personally, I find it's really hard mm-hmm. to learn more about it. Is I feel like it's always hard to get to it, and I I want to be more aware and learn. So I I definitely will try this out once we are back into a, a more normal world, if ever, again, hopefully soon. Yeah, if ever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, one more thing here I wanted to highlight is the um, last year you were participating with the Craft Revival, yes. right? And uh, you had, so the, here's a post about those um, decorative uh, glass mm-hmm. jars. And you, you painted the, the changing seasons. And it's, is it correct? It's three? Oh, no, no, it's one. It's one. I'm sorry. It's just a picture of how you photo, how it's yeah. com- combined. But on one on one glass jar, you have a tree lines out with black lines, and then absolutely amazing the the leaves in mm-hmm. each season. I love that piece. Did you did you come did you see that, Logan? Mm, no, I haven't actually. Yeah, it's uh, where is it? Uh, October seventh, twenty nineteen. Oh, well, I'm on the actual website. Oh, okay, I'm on Inst. Yeah. <laughs> I am on Instagram. Well then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So now, um, that's, uh, one more question here. There seems to, you also do those, um, how do you call this? Uh, let me click on this. Um, you call them upcycled oh, yeah. frames. So what's, what's, so what's about this? This is the first year I've done any kind of wreath work for seasons. Um, again, it was one of the things where a friend approaches me like, hey, can you do this? And it's like, oh, maybe. I'll give it a go. <laughs> Halloween, she wanted yeah. um, a wreath made with sunflowers, roses, and skulls. So I ate it and posted <laughs> okay. it online. And I, yeah. like, within a day, I probably had at least 10 orders for a wreath similar, so... Yeah, so Halloween was oh, wow. surprisingly busy. I was expecting down. Wow. But um yeah, and then I decided, well, maybe I'll get into making some Christmas wreaths, but I wanted I always like to do something a little bit different because there are so many talented people in the city. I didn't want to just duplicate what other people were doing because mm-hmm. talented is doing something. I don't need to be doing the same thing, kind of thing. Yeah, so I... Well, that makes sense. So yeah, I, thought, I respect it. Yeah, so I thought, I'm going to gonna out, yeah. take some frames and kind of stack them to images and then just use various Christmassy items to decorate. Yes, and I think it really works well. Like, it's almost like the um it's like a window or like uh because the, the three frames on top of each other that's like i don't know but it seems to be very mm-hmm. uh powerful i like that i'm like and you allow me to say this again but there's some like there is also still like with the christmas one you you still have like i love this one here with the skulls and yeah. they actually have big yeah. beards and christmas <laughs> So Jack yeah. and his buddies are on the wreath. 
Oh, okay, Jack Skellington. Yeah, I see it. I, I'm so, reading it right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Bow fur. So I just cut that and cut it into a beard. Then I give them some hats, and away they go. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie, Michael? No. Should I watch it tonight? You know, it's funny because it's either a Christmas movie or a <laughs> Halloween movie or both. <laughs> it's probably both, yeah. Uh, that's good. It's pretty good. Yeah, then, then I still have plenty of time before Christmas <laughs> to watch that movie, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the one here that's almost like a, a snowman. Yeah, that, another one. Um, Num- had the uh, wig vine circles. Like, you know what? I'm gonna just attach mm-hmm. them, and it looks like a snowman. I'll give him a hat and a little ribbon scarf, and he'll get a prop, and he'll it's cute. It's perfect. I, I love your creativity, you know, and that mindset too that you have, where you say, you know, there's there's certain people that already do certain things, and even though I could just do it too, I wanted yeah, to do my own something twist. Something that on kind it. of makes you stand out a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I I have huge respect for that. Okay, uh, Logan, what are you? What are you? What are you, what are your thousands of questions? Thousands, yes, all the questions. Um, so what what does the process look like for a, a bouquet? Uh, a little bit chaotic, actually. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> I I I also have uh, ADHD, so. I have a hard time kind of going like one point to another, to another, to another. So I often do Mm -hmm. kind of everything all at once. So if I'm looking in my studio and I'm in the middle of a big order, I just have like flowers and materials everywhere. I apologize to my partner when he comes in. He's like, it looks insane, but I have a process. Yeah, there's a Often, method to the madness. Like I said, yeah. when I'm first meeting with a client, I uh, start with the colors, the theme, um, getting a, an idea of what they are interested in. And, um, I just mm-hmm. make a bunch of different flowers, do a couple of mock-ups. So use floral foam. I don't mm-hmm. actually like permanently attach anything. I use just... Um, pearl tipped pins and then right. once I have the couple of mock-ups done I meet with the clients again they say oh I really like this design but can we do some tweaks and yeah it's just a lot of um, reviewing coming back changing a couple until we get it right No, that's a good explanation, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then, I guess just a quick note, I guess people can get in contact with you with uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, I have had a ideas. lot of people uh, send me messages, emails, requesting uh, certain items. Um, right now, my mm-hmm. Christmas orders are closed because I... Will not be able to get any more done before Christmas Day. But uh, yeah, once uh, enough, once yeah. the new year hits, I definitely 
am able to take on more orders, whether it's for weddings or if someone wants like glass painted. Uh, depending on the design, it takes anywhere from two and a half hours to like 10 hours to paint. So my rate right. is usually $10, $10 per hour of painting. So I let people know, like, if you want something really elaborate, <clears throat> it takes me a while to make it. And so the cost is going to be Right. Yeah, but it's, a, yes, it's also yes, one, of a, kind, one right? of a kind. Yes, one of a kind. If I were doing yeah, 10 yeah. hours of work for 10 I would burn so fast. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I think that's totally within the, I think because right. it's so beautiful, right? And done by hand right here. I think that's, that's a, that's a good deal, honestly. So it's always interesting how that all works. Mm -hmm. And then I guess just as a final one, do you have like a favorite thing that you've, you've made that someone like sent in hmm. for an idea or. I really like that. Really. <laughs> just uh, yeah. it was so dynamic and different layers in it um it wasn't necessarily just mm -hmm. okay bands of colors there it's done like there's layering going on there's lots of movement i wouldn't i don't know if i'd want to paint it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah No, yeah, because like the colors, the colors are really brilliant on it. Yeah, and it really shows off. So it looks really well done. Okay, uh, Angela, do you think we covered this all pretty good, or is there anything you wanted to tell us that we missed? Um, not that I can think of. Um, yeah, like I said, I've been painting. I think I did my first painting in 2015, but I've been drawing forever so that uh, creative ability um yes <laughs> yeah i started this little flower business bouquets by angela even despite uh the whole adhd thing like just because you might have some kind of uh mental health uh <laughs> something not quite going on in your head right <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. yeah. still learning about it actually like yeah the more I get it's like oh my god that makes so much sense <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's good to talk about it you know there's a lot of people who have uh anxiety nowadays or uh, like like with the pandemic and everything is happening too it's very stressful yeah. this is also kind of like mm -hmm. a nice little outlet for me <laughs> being able to come and create and just have kind of that, um, that expression. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think it's very good. I love it. All right. When, then we should go into the idioms then. Okay. Mm, who wants to go first today? Uh, I guess I will. Um, now I don't know if I did this one already, but it if if I already did, uh, I'm sure I got another one. But um, so this one is colloquially uh, in Britain. 
which means it's usually used in Britain, but it's it's the hair of the dog that bit you. The hair bit you? The hair of the dog that bit you. Oh. So it's usually in reference to a hangover. So usually uh, I've seen it in movies where someone wakes up from uh, a drunken night of rampaging or whatever, and then they wake up all groggy, and then their buddy or whatever will say, hair of the dog that bit you, and offer them a drink. Um, now, this actually comes from the old belief that if you were bitten by a rabid dog, the cure was by taking some of the dog's fur and putting it into a potion. And that apparently was the cure. <laughs> so, hair of the dog that bit you. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I don't think you did that one yet. <clears throat> I know, I'm trying to remember, but yeah. No, you didn't talk about potions and dog hair yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole just yet. <laughs> no, but today you did, so that's good. Yeah, there you uh, go. I yeah. like the explanation. I did not. I did, I'm not familiar with this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's usually used in, like I said, movies where they get all liquored up there. Yeah. <clears throat> only, only in the movies. Yeah. That's what they do. No, you don't really want to what you drank the previous yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. Okay, Angela, do you want to go though. next, or do you want me to go? So, given with the the flower okay. theme, my idiom is "fresh as a daisy." Mm. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. I guess if someone tells you you're looking fresh as a daisy, it's a high compliment and means you're looking really good. It actually. Um, I was yeah. reading about it a little bit. It stems from the old English word for daisies, which was day's eye. So, like the daytime, like the day's eye. And at ah. night, the petals of a daisy huh. would close over its yellow eye, and then so its yellow center. And then in the morning, once the sun was out, so when oh. someone says you look fresh as a daisy they're kind of implying that it looks like you got a good night. Huh. Interesting. I did not know this. Yeah, I would, no, I was thinking it was because they come in, what is it, like springtime or something? And it's like, uh, like you're all fresh like spring well, it, or something. It oh, is a springtime thing, but it's also like... <laughs> like... <laughs> no. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I go then. Next, uh, in German, it says "Holla die Weitwe." That's a very slangy one today. And if I translate that, it means "Holla the wood fairy." Holla, holla, holla the wood fairy. Yeah, the first word you can't even translate. It's just a "holla the wood, holla the wood fairy." Oh, oh, like you're not hollering at the wood fairy. <laughs> Hollow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what? Yeah, what yeah. do you think that means? I don't, I don't even know. Get out the wood fairies. I don't know. Okay. So, when you, when you walk somewhere, for example, and you see something that's uh -huh. very unfamiliar or just totally unexpected, then you and right. then you just hollow the wood the wood fairy. So that that means it's like, well, that's unexpected. 
Yeah, because I guess a wood fairy is not an everyday kind of sight. Hmm. So, that's my saying for this week. Interesting. All right. Uh, then we're just going to go into space news for this week. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of explosions and um yeah yeah elon musk <laughs> lift offs and um uh test flights for spacex very exciting actually very big we had the prototype starship number one eight launched what what they call it sn8 so sn8 yeah, starship eight Interesting. And this is the one that will fly you to Mars in a couple of years, Logan. Well, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that one. Sure, but the same. I want another one. The same kind <laughs> of. Um, yes, I got yeah. you. It's like, so, do you want to so be on was... the first one? Sorry. <laughs> well, it, it it blew up. So. <laughs> No, not that one. The, the the amazingness is about the technology that nowadays we can just we have like the the first day they wanted to launch it the um they have an auto abort system and it cut off the engines and one t minus one second just because oh. the algorithm found something that was not correct. Okay, no, that's good because the humans we we wouldn't even just like oh no well I just started my car it sounds like normal right. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be really aware of this. No, hundred percent. Yeah, and and the AI can do it much faster as well. Yeah, they just see the data, boom, shut, shut off. Yeah. Uh, well, they don't see it, but they they read the code, I guess. Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me talk really briefly about this um, test flight. Okay. So for anybody Brief. for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's uh, in Boca Chica, Texas. Right, and we we launched this. We no SpaceX did, and it was a. They brought there was three Raptor engines underneath, and those are a new type of Mm -hmm. engine that SpaceX developed, and they jumped it up to twelve point five kilometers. So that's almost the stratosphere. Mm. And then from there, they they dived it down. They brought it to a landscape where they tested the wings on the side. How that all works. And then that was all good. And then they reignited the engine and flipped the air, the aircraft or the spacecraft back to the landing mm-hmm. position. But it was a little bit too fast. Mm. And, yeah. and then it just exploded. Yeah. But for the first test flight into that kind of extreme, I'm, I'm very amazed how it all happened. No, even even Elon Musk was extremely pleased with it. So, um, yeah, it didn't go as planned, but a lot of it was like, no, this is good. So, yes, he tweeted, "Mars, here we come." Yeah, and I think even Jeff Bezos was like, "Good job." Yeah, well, if he says that, that must be true. Yeah, uh, Angela, if you could pick to go to the moon for a day, you can bring a burger. That's it. No friends, and you would you be safe and sound, and everything is good, and you come back, or uh, you would go to the bottom of the sea. Where would you go? I would and go why? to the moon because 
it seems a lot safer. Like you go to the bottom of the sea, mm-hmm. all that pressure, and if something goes wrong, it's like, well, I guess it would be quick if you something went wrong. If where's up space, if you're probably floating around up there. But yeah, I don't know. The idea of going into space seems so much safer. I also I got that phobia mm-hmm. of deep sure. water as well. The unknown of the deep water. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's like even worse. Yeah. Then, like, we look at the stars. There's a there's a different feeling, but if you look down in the ocean, it's just blackness. Yeah, it it's, complete, it's a completely different feeling. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, looking at the stars, you get like the feeling of insignificant or, or wonder, even. But the ocean is like dread and unknowing. Yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> a little bit more it's way different. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the Kraken. Well, yeah. Who knows what's down there? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. I like thinking about I, it. I like that answer. Like, uh, um... Oh, I said I like learning about it, but as sorry, far as catch it. like if I were given the opportunity, I'd probably pass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, for sure. uh, I would go to the moon too. I always say that. That's that's like I would do totally do this. Just like um, I don't know, Logan. Did we talk about this last week with the Chinese Changi Five robotic spacecraft that's on the moon surface right now? I don't. I don't think so. Actually. Okay, so they they did a successful moon landing, and as we speak right now, they are drilling into the moon to remove lunar rocks and soil to bring home. And then they, they they will be the third nation on this planet that has um, successfully done that. Yes. And uh, the was Mike Pence. I think he said today, China is a, a rising spacecraft. No, that's not that's not how they said. It. <laughs> that's not how he said it. But it's... okay, we need someone to make that a me, China, the spacecraft. <laughs> no, no, no. I worded this wrong, but I mean, just like yeah, I got you. they are, they are proceeding so fast in the knowledge, and they are being so effective in their space mm-hmm. development that they are very, very competitive. Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. they're doing it. Okay, uh, Logan, how much, or Angela, how much do you think it's to a month, how much a month to be on Elon Musk Starlink um, in Canada right now? To when you some, live somewhere up north remotely and you can't plug in, but you can like connect you to the Starlink. Individually, like to get it yourself? $500? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the initial. That's a really good guess. Uh, Logan, next? No. Is it going into your brain? Is this the one that's doing no, that? No, no, that's Neuralink. <laughs> I get those two confused yeah, all the you time. Don't get the, you don't get the internet in your brain, Logan. No. Um, I don't know. I'll say 250. Okay. Okay. So they, they, so they, do a, they did a beta right now, right? And mm-hmm. companies were able to apply to it. And you have to pay uh, the... 650 bucks plus tax for all the gear. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it is per month, it's 130 bucks. 
for full high-speed internet. Beam down from the heavens. <laughs> like, yeah, low altitude、uh, space satellites. Cool. Yeah, and it's super fast. But but do clouds interfere with it? Uh, no. Oh, cool. No. So that's like you you both were really close in a way, you know, like the yeah, true, initial true. cost and then what it、mm-hmm. is per month. Okay, that's it for me from Space News this week. I've given it over to Logan, the one and only. Really cool. All right.、Uh, so I'll I'll do this kind of quick. But anyway, so I'm doing.、Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit. And I'm going to do the word. Um. So usually I do a word that has multiple different meanings.、Uh, so the word this week is fix. So just F I X. Um, and it has a lot of meanings. <laughs> Um, basically, to fix something or to fasten it securely in position. Now, however, it's always like I affixed my eyes on someone or to pay attention unwaveringly towards something.、Um, to decide or settle on a course of action, we are fixed in place towards this walkway or something, right?、Uh, mend or repair, which is probably what everyone's thinking.、Uh, make arrangements. I'm going to fix this for Thursday.、Um, yeah. To make, I'm gonna fix us up some supper or something like. Well, that. if it's make if it's、permanent. for Thursday, you're late because it's already Thursday nine o'clock. Well, day's still young. <laughs> you got three hours. Yeah, that's it.、Uh, six. So this one's to influence the outcome of a race. So by illegal or unhindered means, I'm gonna fix the race. So.、Mm. Um, to take well, there's a the drug version. That's like I need my fix.、Um, Or neuter your pets. Please fix your pets. So that's a lot of meanings. Yeah, not as long as the other one, but yeah, <laughs> that one has a lot.、Um, okay, so now I don't think I have too much space news. Space but, news. But back onto China.、Um, so China. I'm, I'm reading the headline now, mind you. China activates nuclear-powered artificial sun. Where in、um, space? No, in China. Okay. So they have actually built a what they're calling their artificial sun, but it's actually a fusion reactor.、Um, so this is using nuclear fusion, which is hailed as like the holy grail of energy.、Mm. Is that the whole cold fusion thing? No. Okay.、Um, but anyway, so I was like, okay, cool. So why this is important?、Uh, seven things you need to know. So China's, art- China's artificial sun、uh, is what's called a Tokamak reactor, and they're calling it an artificial sun because it creates enormous heat and power. And we're going to get to that heat because oh boy,、um, the nuclear fusion reactor is China's largest and most advanced nuclear fusion experiment research device. Scientists aim to unlock the power of clean energy using this device, and the reactor generates power applying powerful magnet fields to contain a loop of hot plasma, which can reach temperatures of 150 million degrees, which is 10 <laughs> times hotter than the core of the sun. <laughs> so it's hot.、Um, magnets and supercooling technology will keep the reactor contained. We hope. <laughs> I guess we're playing with fire again. Hey, question. No, no question. Question, only, Logan. 
only son. What? Scientist Logan, question here yes. from Average Michael. <laughs> what is, like, how do they contain the heat from this Magnus. device and they don't melt 10 times the amount of the heat from the sun? Yeah, no. what? yeah it's, all, it's all through magnets and super cooling technology. I don't know. Uh, what's... <laughs> Apparently it's like TM. <laughs> I'm not uh, happy with that answer. I don't know. I mean, this is pretty new. So, I mean, mm. all they're telling me is magnets and super cooling technology. So, I don't know. What is super cooling technology? Uh, Google. <laughs> also known as undercooling is the process of lowering a temperature. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, basically, by lowering the temperature of a liquid or gas below its freezing point which then it becomes, without it becoming solid. Interesting. So they reduce the temperature. Oh, man. This is hurting my brain because, yeah, this is insane. And Wow, and it's talking about crystals. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we are down a rabbit hole here, Michael. Okay. It's just, just <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> how about that? Magic. I don't, um, I don't know how you find those things. My phone. <laughs> My phone just pops up with this stuff, and I'm like, oh, interesting. This happened two days ago. Okay. Um, China has developed a nuclear reactor by working alongside the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor Project, which is a coalition of dozens of nuclear power nations. And the main aim is to develop a reliable form of nuclear fusion based on the same concept. So we'll just do this really quick. What is fusion? Fusion is considered the holy grail of energy, which also powers our sun. Fusion generates power by merging nuclei of atoms. So it's basically like forcing atoms into each other. Uh, the process emits no greenhouse gases and carries less risk of accidental or theft of the atomic material. However, it is con coveted and elusive from the nuclear technology that scientists have been trying to perfect for decades as achieving fusion is both extremely difficult and very very expensive so so china has made their own sun so is it radioactive then uh it's a good question okay i would i would assume so to a point but it seems like it's cleaner than what we're doing with nuclear rods and all that fun stuff interesting um, and then, uh, I mean, minor space news, but NASA has come up with a way to attempt to give oxygen to Mars. Uh, so Mars has developed a program called MOXIE, or Mars Oxygen Situ Resource Utilization Experiment. The system is testing the phase on Mars, which the, the Mars Perseverance, which they launched in July. And the apparatus will convert carbon dioxide, which makes up 90 96% of the gas in the red planet's atmosphere, into oxygen. Um, so it's basically, I think, basically what trees do. And it's going to try and mimic this using, um, like, drones and stuff. What's their end game here? Okay. Uh, yeah. Angela, <laughs> would you go to Mars with a one-way ticket? A horror movie? <laughs> yeah, a huge yeah. fan of horror movies. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go either. Watched the 1988 remake of The Blob. All the stuff, satellites and stuff. Like, that's how the oh, Blob yeah. got here. Yeah. 
I like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we are, we are getting. Well, that's basically terraforming. So that'll be cool. Mm. So I mean, it's just stepping stones on another planet, and starting with Mars, and then move on to the next planet. So yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's almost 2024, right? Boots on the moon. Boots on the moon, yeah. That is it. Okay. Uh, Angela, back to you. Would you... <coughs> I, I would like to... If you could tell sure. our so audience I'm where people can find Facebook. you. Can... Okay, by Angela on Facebook. As Instagram under the same bouquets by Angela. Mm-hmm. And then my website is www.bouquetsbyangela.ca Perfect. Yeah, that's I really that good. You got them all, right? You got them all the same. Yes. <laughs> it's oh, like man. sometimes it's so it's hard to get, but you did it. Starting a business thing, like it's been a lot of trial and errors like oh i messed that one up but at least i got all three names <laughs> on my social media yes right right yes yes like and i i think it's good that you say that you know when people start a new business you don't have to feel guilty or you know you don't have to put yourself down mistakes are normal things happen you mm. you can learn from them yeah. and then you next time you just do it differently. And you know, I do mistakes all the time. I do it. And then I learn from them and I try to do it differently the next time. So if if any all you can do. If anybody's out there and says he never does a mistake or she then. never does a mistake, that's not true. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um, then I think we are at the end here. This is episode 91. Very special guest today. We had Angela Benedict. And of course, you are Bouquets by Angela. Thank you so much for being on the show, Angela. Yes, of course. Uh, it's an honor to yes, have you, you on the show. I really, uh, I really appreciate what you do and, you know, explaining us to us no problem everything behind it thank you okay everybody have a wonderful night you too okay bye bye